1: football playbook presented by the pigskin podcast network your source for team news draft needs player profiles and rankings full senior bowl combine and nfl draft coverage news analysis discussion it's in the playbook now here is your host sports journalist bill Alfsted, and featured analyst keith myers Hey everyone, welcome into the Pro Football Playbook podcast. I'm your host Bill Alstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're talking top ten college running backs this week in our NFL draft show version of uh, of the
0: of the podcast. Keith, welcome in. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. This is a good year uh, for the for the running back class, in my opinion. And uh, like last week, we did the quarterbacks, and it was like Ugh, this is that not was a good tough year to a quarterback. To This is a good year to need a running back. You're going to be able to sit back, relax, not do the stupid thing and and draft a quarterback or draft a running back early. Um, Sit back in the second, third, fourth round and get a good player. Um, I really believe that.
1: Yeah. I think you can find guys that are going to be able to run between the tackles for you guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, height, weight, speed, combo guys, as well as uh, undersized, um, guys that really are dynamic, you can put those guys out in space and um really generate some some positive plays for you, move the sticks, all that kind of stuff. So um I thought we I think there's there's a couple of running backs that really seem to be kind of the, the consensus guys that everybody seems to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And both of them are, are are real nice sized guys, but they kind of bring a different feel to the game. Uh, the first guy is Isaiah Spiller. Uh Texas AM say, um, 6'1, 225 pounds, runs a 44540. 4, he's a junior. Got quick with that size though. He's got quick feet and and just really nice short area um, burst, um, great contact balance, the vision, scheme versatility, all that kind of stuff. He's got it seems to me, this is just me, that he might be the, the most complete back. In the 2022 draft but the, i think that the the chapters still need to be written as they yeah say.
0: he's a little tall runs a little upright um there's going to be con- some concerns about um you know whether or not he will have a little bit of fumbleitis at the next level because of those two things i honestly don't have those concerns about him um i think he's going to be a very good player and um uh yeah whoever everyone have those moving.
1: concerns with like um nanji harris this last mm-hmm. year you yeah. know and it turns out nanji harris is a pretty darn good player
0: yeah he is but it, it's the same kind of thing and, it, and it's been one of those things that comes up every year it, anyone that's over any running back that's over six foot tall um there's a little bit of like hmm you know let, let's let's take a closer look and then if they run a little more upright than you think you want, then, then automatically everyone jumps to, oh, they're going to have ball security problems. Um, and I don't know how legit that is. Um, I don't, yeah, with him, I, I honestly just don't have those concerns. It, he doesn't. It shows up on repeatedly on the
1: tape. It's not like it's, um, you know, he's a, he's a fluky kind of guy. This is like a guy that's put out a lot of tape and he
0: hasn't had those
1: issues. He's yeah, not putting he the ball on the ground.
0: He doesn't put the ball on the ground in college. Why is everyone so worried that he's going to put the ball on the ground as a pro?
1: And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollars deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. So, in that same you know one A one B kind of boat is Brees Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa State. Again, six one. 220 pounds runs a four three nine this guy's a little bit more of a a shifty more of a dynamic home run threat kind of guy he's definitely going to still run between the tackles but he doesn't run nearly as hard and tough as spiller does um spiller kind of seeks out contact whereas brees hall kind of tries to avoid contact in fact spiller is a better pass blocker um stays in the pocket and and protects the quarterback a little better out in space he's a willing blocker Brees hall just kind of stands there and gets in the way more or less and so he's gonna have to work on that when he goes to the pro level that's why i had spiller up at the top both these running backs though i think could definitely come in and, and start right away in the nfl
0: you know who hall reminds me of <coughs> he he gives me a alvin Kamara vibe guy who wasn't draft he wasn't drafted nearly high enough um this guy's so much bigger though yeah but he's got that that shiftiness that speed that ability to take anything to the house Um and is a complete player in terms of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and be a dynamic yeah. player both running the ball outside running the ball inside and receiving the ball um I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be good too. I mean he's a just a guy. They are absolutely. they absolutely they're different backs and they are they need different systems. Um you know, I mean if you're running a Brees Hall um, needs
1: needs space.
0: if if you're running an inside zone uh game, you don't want Brees Hall. If you're running an outside zone game, he could be really good. Yeah, really well, good. and I
1: tell you what too, once he does get into traffic, he's hard to bring down. You yeah. know, he's the, uh, he's the epitome of the patience, balance, burst kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, the only power five running back with more broken tackles over the last two seasons were Travis Etne, uh Javante Williams, and Nanji Harris, all top 35 picks last yeah. year. Yeah, those and guys. this guy's in the same kind of, kind of both, the shiftiness, the awareness, the vision, um, he just makes guys miss. And mm-hmm. somebody's going to take a chance on this guy and think that they might have to work on the maturity levels a little bit, the willingness to come in and block, the, the, that sort of temperament that you need to have in the NFL. They're going to expect that. Uh, Brees Hall is going to have to develop that. So I think that's why he probably falls maybe to the middle or to the end of the second round. But that's just me right now those things could change, he could come up. I just don't see a first round running back out of this group that we're talking about today.
0: Well, true, but honestly, the running back position is so devalued uh, across the NFL. I I think the idea of a first round running back, unless they are just an insanely special player, is over, like this is a position where It's like guard right you're you're taking them the end around one early round two at the earliest um and you know i mean people will disagree with that some people will be like that's still too early um but i think i think we've reached that point and uh, that's kind of where we're at um so we've reached the
1: level of the show keith where now it's just a bunch of jumbled names to me like there's like i think there's one guy I think okay. there's
0: one I think there's one guy that we need to include as maybe option 1C. Um and here's the problem. He is injured. He is not going to play the rest of this year. Um it's all going to come down to his medicals and uh whether or not he can run at the combine and all of that. But Oregon running back CJ Verdell mm. looks mm-hmm. like he could be a special player if he hadn't gotten hurt in that Stanford game. To me, he was he was one a he was the guy um he was the one the one special player that i would have said Mm -hmm. that's a first round pick not not like ezekiel at top five first round pick but like you know someone you're you're picking in you know 24 25 and you you, and you're you need a running back and and he's sitting there that's where i had him Mm -hmm. that's where i think he he belongs but yeah i can see that Big injury, now he's going to drop a little bit. Maybe he's there you know, at the end of round two. Same idea. The kid's good. The kid's
1: the, special. He's good, but is he a good fit in the NFL at that size? What is he, like 5'9", 190? Um, what's Alvin Kamara? So, so that'll be the interesting thing is how teams would would want to use him. Um, even if he's like the third or fourth best running back, just as a pure runner, when you get into the NFL, a guy like that's def- definitely going to be a specialist. Um, a guy that's not an every down, not a third down, not a three down back, right? I or am know. I it, am I wrong?
0: It depends on the on the offense because he's a guy you want in there on third down because has, as a receiver and as a dynamic mm-hmm. guy, he could take that. Um, you know swing pass out you know on the outside or outlet pass so do you think he's better than yards.
1: than kyron williams out of notre dame as as the best receiving back out of the backfield
0: in the class he's the most talented um there's unfortunately there's only so much film on him because mm-hmm. his 2020 tape was okay but he didn't get all that many opportunities and now he's injured so i don't know um it's verdell's probably going to go later in the draft because of the injury Mm -hmm. and because he was injured the
1: year prior too wasn't he
0: yeah we've only got like six games of really good game tape on him but i honestly believe that he is a guy who he may be taken in the fourth round but you're going to get really good production out of him yeah no i agree i think
1: he'll have he'll carve a role in the nfl maybe on special teams at first until he gets a chance but I think he's
0: better than that. I think you get him in a training camp and you're going to have a hard time keeping him off the field.
1: So what are your thoughts on like a Kenneth Walker or a Brian Robinson? A couple other bigger guys um, that, are, that are out there. Robinson's at 6'1", 228 pounds. He's got four yards after contact per carry. Total, you know, power back through oh, and through, yeah. right? Um, but he just, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of production yet. And then a guy like Kenneth Walker, um, you know, is on some people's list. Maybe a little higher. Um, some some top five lists. Um, mm-hmm. I I probably have him in the fourth roundish spot right now. But really, it's so early, Keith. It just is. It's early um, mm-hmm. to kind of mark these guys in somewhere. There's just going to be it a is. lot of movement here in the next probably 90 days. That it's hard to forecast.
0: And I haven't had a chance to to evaluate him at the level um, that I will when, you know, we get closer to the draft. Um, I've seen him play a couple times, and um, obviously I've seen uh, Oregon play more, and that's part of the reason why I'm I'm so high on Verdell. Um, I've only seen Michigan State play a couple times this year, and I was impressed. Like, he, this is a guy who's got the size.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he is hard to tackle. He just runs through guys. Um just a dominant guy who um is currently like just eating yards and just eating teams. Yeah, you know, a big part of why Michigan State has been mm-hmm. up uh, competing for uh, a playoff a college football playoff spot. I mean he's been he's been the catalyst of their offense. Um I don't know if he has that 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 uh long speed to take a uh you know a run up the middle, make one guy miss, and then be gone for you know a forty-five yard touchdown. Uh, but not every team needs the guy to have that. You can get fifteen yards, eighteen yards on the well-blocked uh, runs, and uh, three on the poorly blocked runs. God, that's a productive player at the NFL.
1: Yeah, no, I mean he's and he started so fast this year. Um, mm-hmm. Led the you know through the first five games. Led. College football in rushing yards, yards per game, um, rushing touchdowns, all that kind of stuff.
0: Didn't top, he have like hundred and thirteen yards through five games? That's and that's crazy, right? That's and, insane.
1: Um, so you just it's definitely one of those things you keep track on, especially since Michigan State is in the, you know, the top probably mm-hmm. six teams right now. He's gonna have a role to play in, in large bowl game um as well and um, it will only increase his his status um, as a guy that that can come in and rise up the ranks, so to speak, of everybody's draft boards. Any other players that you want to talk about? Um, You know, just pull them out at this point because, I mean, I do have them kind of in an order. I mean, you've got Kyron Williams. I've already talked about that. Devontae Price out of Florida International is kind of interesting. Brian Robinson, again, at, at Alabama, I thought, is is pretty interesting people are starting to talk about him pierre strong out of south dakota state um zach um carbonate out of U- uh, ucla is, okay. is a guy as well uh, you know there's I'll i mean let, there's just I'll, lay, I mean, I'll let
0: you pronounce that name
1: <laughs> Charbonnet. yeah at least that's the way i'm looking at it. um so it's just you know there's a bunch of guys and i think what about it's
0: tyler algier from byu mm-hmm guy with guy with straight line speed at at uh five eleven two twenty that you know his build says power back but right once he gets past that first level he can run away from you so um yeah i mean i think he'd be a great a great player in a in the right in the right um uh zone blocking scheme especially like an inside zone inside zone uh yep. blocky scheme where he can get to the line of scrimmage quickly um read what's going on at the second level where with, with guys coming off blocks to block linebackers and then put his foot in the ground and go um i, I think he could really excel in that role
1: yeah no you're in speed for days you know and 511 mm-hmm. 220 pounds um with with that power as well ability to, to bulldoze you, but there's more to just the brute force in his game um, where he's an explosive guy. He's got great burst, great vision. He, he gets the big plays there. He just plays at BYU, you know? <laughs> so you just kind of have to have to figure that out yeah. Um, to whether that translates in into bigger competition. And I don't, I can't remember if he's a junior or senior, but it'd be nice to, to see a guy like that get to like the senior bowl. For example, where um, you can face a, a, a better defenders consistently for you know for a week in, in practices there and then in the game, something like that I think might be beneficial for a player like that for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean this year is actually a good year for evaluating BYU players because they beat up on the mid-tier uh, Pac-12 schools. Uh, you know, in the non-conference schedule, which That's was true. pretty, which was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. I mean, I get that the PAC 12 is down this year. This is not a great PAC 12 year, Um, but they beat up on a bunch of those mid tier PAC 12 schools. And you're going to see a lot, you know, those are teams that are going to produce NFL talent. And so you've got BYU players playing against NFL talent in places. So um, I think it's, it's, it's not a normal year as far as evaluating BYU. Like I think we have a better view of who who their players are than we would in in other in other seasons.
1: So I think you know with the Nanji Harris thing coming out of Alabama and, and so forth, and then Alabama having kind of a down year this year, it's taken a little while for a guy like Brian Robinson um, to mm-hmm. to emerge there. He's a junior. But tremendous size, you know, the Nanji Harris size basically at 6'1, 228, ran a 455. It'd be nice if he could try to squeak that down into the 449 range um at his pro day or at the combine. Um, but here's a big strong downhill <clears throat> downhill runner that a lot of NFL teams still favor. Um mm-hmm. and I and I've read that a lot of NFL personnel folks view him in the second round area, if he should declare and, and come out now, um, being a, a junior, he can do that. Um, but he can also return if he, if he wants to and be the guy again, um, and raise that draft stock. But I don't know if you do that this year, if you're already projected in round two or three.
0: No. And especially as a running back, you, you, there's only so much tread on the tires, right? Um, if you are projected in the and t- in, in day one or day two, um, of the draft and as a junior, you come out, um, and because another year now, then people start questioning, well, how much time does he have left? Cause he's already had, you know, so many carries in college or, and, and there's just such a huge risk of injury at that particular, uh, position, like more so than other positions. So mm-hmm. I would, um, I, if I was him, I would say you need to come out, um, go, go make your money because, uh, being. You know, the guy at Alabama for another year it, you're gonna raise your draft stock enough that you might break even in terms of the the money loss you're better off to um come in on a lower contract get to get to that free agency year earlier and mm-hmm. um and 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 just come out and play so
1: a couple of, of backs, and one in particular that I really like is Devontae Price out of Florida International. He's not going to get a lot of press. He's at a smaller school, but at 6'2", 225, runs a 4'5", 40, could possibly get into the 4'4", range, um, projected to go anywhere from, you know, round three to round five, I think. Um, a guy that has all the, the height, weight, speed type things going for him. I think in 2020, he averaged 6.8 yards per carry on only 85 carries and turned that into 581 yards four touchdowns in just five games. Um, He's built well and has some quickness and size. And um, I think that could be a guy that you're gonna watch go up the draft boards a little bit um, for that mid-tier talent that's value-oriented in the draft. And, And a guy like Zach Charbonnet as well. Um, out of U- UCLA, I mentioned him earlier, 6'1, 20, again, is a guy that runs right around four five, um, is still in that, in that same range again. Um, and he's kind of a chunk play guy, you know, in that PAC 12 conference where it's not as competitive as you want it to be. Um, that's, that's the name to watch. How about you? You got any guys where you just kind of, you don't kind of know where to fit them in?
0: Yeah, um, I'm really struggling to figure out where I want to place, um, you know, Tyler Goodson out of Iowa. Um, the guy's great at receiving the ball out of the backfield, um, just good balance and and shows his film is good. But then you look at his box score numbers and his stats, and you're like, eh, right? I mean, he's it's just not never impressive. But then you you know you watch some plays, especially if you catch like a highlight reel. And you see patience and burst mm-hmm. and, and explosiveness, and um, he's such a great receiver and, and good hands with the ball. Like um, you know, poorly thrown balls, and he manages to you know get up and. He is and a very good running back out of the backfield, and um, so you, you see a lot of that. But at the same time, his production is not real impressive. Mm-hmm. So where does he go? I, I I need I need I need more time. That my evaluation from him is incomplete and that's as best as i could get but i'm intrigued i'm very intrigued yeah there are no. some
1: lists that have him in the top 10 and i'm just not quite there with with him yet you know he there's a number of backs you, you know probably 20 or 25 backs that are in in that 25 to 10 range um where there's just going to be a ton of movement between now and um the draft when we really have a chance to to go over film have a chance to listen to other Evaluators uh, that that really do a great job evaluating draft talent to to kind of get them in ranges that we know that they're going to be available and and they need to go through that process too. A lot of these guys will find out that uh, that they're they don't have a draft grade and they'll go back. You know, so we'll we'll eliminate a lot of this list too mm-hmm. as time goes on. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm looking over my list here and trying to. Figure out if there's anybody else that I want to talk about. Um, boom, boom,
0: boom. Well, it's, let me ask you this: um, You're a team that needs a running back, right? Uh, you say so you run a team that needs a running back. You aren't you aren't a team, Bill, but um, you're the GM of a team that run, that needs a running back. Yeah, um, a team like um, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. There, um, there's a few, yeah. Miami, Seattle. There's there's a bunch, right? Yeah. Um, as and much not, as
1: Seattle wants to run the ball, they sure are lacking in that department for guys that, that are able to.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, <it, laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, there's so I mean Brees
1: Hall or Isaiah Spiller would be a perfect fit for those folks, but the, the fan base in Seattle would kill uh, John <laughs> Schneider for drafting a running back anywhere close to round two or, or above. Yeah. Um, so, we, so you're looking so we'll at, see.
0: you're looking at, you're in one of those teams and you have other holes to fill, right? So you're going to, you're not yeah. going to use, your first I would say
1: Robinson came came up um as available in the fourth round for example where Seattle I think may may have like a couple of picks um you would use one on a guy that could come in um I think Chris Carson is there for another year he's under contract I don't know that it's he's tied to the team I think they could move on from him if they so choose or if he's unable to, to continue to play he's got kind of a neck injury there. Um, but they need a guy they, they have to have their, their offense dictates that they have to have a a running back there that can carry the load, um, a three down running back. And, um, that would be a, definitely a team Miami again, is a, a team that you're looking at there, um, you know, there's a lot of teams that want to be able to run the ball, um, effectively in the NFL. Um, and there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of running backs, I think, this year that's going to be able to help a lot of different teams um, in, in those middle rounds. You know, there's just a lot of value there, uh, especially at the running back position. And we've seen that over the years, that you can get great value even all the way to the seventh round with some of these guys, especially when you're looking for a guy that just does one thing really well. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's pick up short yardage at the goal line or it's receiving the ball out of the backfield. Um, the guys that do everything really well, those are the guys that are, that are going to go in the second and third round this year. I,
0: I will say this the NFL is as bad at evaluating college running backs as draft analysis like me. Um, and I'm terrible at it. Literally, I have always considered running back like a weakness in my scouting, um, uh, background because I'm just, I make, I met, there's a lot of misses, but then I look at, um, uh, at the NFL when you have guys like Sony Michelle that looked like really good Mm -hmm. picks at the, at the end of round one, you're like, okay, this is going to be a, you know, a great fit. And he just does not panned out as anything. Um, The pick right before him in the same draft was Rashad Penny in Seattle. Who's been uh, an absolute waste of a draft pick. Um, And then you have Nick Chubb. Yeah. And you, and just sticking with Seattle, um, you know, their, their star running back is, was a seventh rounder and there's so many different guys like you know um James Conner in Arizona I believe mm-hmm. was a 6th round pick I mean there seems to be as many late round picks that are starting running backs as there are early round picks there's so many misses at that position yeah i, mean, I, th- I think really what you're the, what you're seeing really too is, is just a lot position. of
1: a lot of teams are depending on two or three guys to carry the load too it's not mm-hmm. very often now that you're seeing guys that are sixteen, seventeen hundred 1700 yard uh carry yeah. gary, gary bell type guys for teams i mean can you even name one
0: um, saquon barkley um is well you know what i, LA, you know what I mean yeah but those those, those guys are really probably aren't the three. Though,
1: putting those things up like you know henry runs so hard he gets hurt you know yeah. he's uh, and one of my favorite players in the entire nfl yeah um, i mean but,
0: but like there there aren't a lot it used to be that every team had their guy, like their, you know, who I back. thought
1: was going to be the next guy, honestly, is Cam Akers in for the Rams. Yeah, um, but then he, he had
0: that such a terrible brutal, injury this year,
1: brutal. We'll see, brutal. I, I, we'll see if I he think, comes back, you know, but
0: you know, with then he we, will before that in, injury, he looked like a guy who could have been special, yes. And I was, I, I was, I was disappointed that the injury, not um, because I'm like, oh, well, I can't believe he got injured, but no, it was like. Now I'm disappointed because I don't get to watch him run because he's a good player. That is a yeah, good player. He would have really made,
1: made that offense even more dynamic than it already mm-hmm. is. And Darrell Henderson does a
0: good job there. Yeah, he does a good job, but he isn't special. And Cam, right. Akers, Cam Akers is special uh, and there's a difference. Teams have to load the box to try and slow down Cam Akers. And that would just make that offense. High. So if
1: you want special and you're in the NFL, do you, do you purposefully go and, and take a guy like Isaiah Spiller or Brees Hall that is going to make a difference on your roster, even though you'd have to go up and and spend a second round pick to do
0: so? I don't know. Uh, if you do that, can you get similar production out of a guy in the fourth round or the fifth round? I mean, we you can look at... Uh, I guess it really
1: depends on the importance
0: yeah, of, the, of that running back in your offense the analytics guys um out there and i know that some of you will like um grow in the fact that i even bring them up but especially um, on
1: this show that's like ooh.
0: yeah um but the <laughs> the analytics guys will tell you that um the drop off in production uh from dropping from the second round to the fourth and the, the talent level is nothing um it, it compared to what you would get if you take like a the difference in production of a defensive end in the late and the early second versus the you know the fourth um like you're better off getting one of those harder to fill positions that early in the draft gra- because you can make anyone uh almost anyone uh, a productive back if you you know run your offense right um and so there just isn't that drop-off in 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 production um that doesn't mean there's not a drop-off in talent that's the key word though production um, and i don't completely buy into all that because i've seen um you know you go that that mentality comes from really from the the denver broncos um in the you know the kiffin uh when he was running the offense there Uh, years when they would just plug and play anyone and they would get you know a 1200 yard back in there and
1: and Denver used to do the same thing
0: yeah um and and, uh so yeah I mean you look at those and 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 that's kind of where that that mentality comes from but I've also seen offenses that just they lose their their engine their 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 tone setter and suddenly nothing works right they they just don't block as well they don't the, the receivers don't seem to be as open, you know, the, just everything falls apart. So I think, it, I think you, what you're going to find in reality is going to be somewhere in the middle that you've got, you need to have a certain level of talent at their position, but the difference between that minute, that I'm going to air quote minimum, um, talent, which is actually still pretty, pretty dang talented. And the truly elite running backs in the league, like the Ezekiel, it's, um, I don't know if there's a big enough difference to justify going up and using an early first round pick on a guy. Uh, I think you might be better off taking a more, uh, you know, a more yeah. important position. And then, and just- certainly a lot of teams have adopted that. There's just no question. And I, uh-huh. and, it,
1: and it's proven to kind of work for most. There are still those at the top, though, that um, if you have an opportunity to get and you yeah. have the extra draft capital it's it's nice to be able to and a luxury to i think yeah. to be able to go and get one of those guys
0: there's no so, team in the NFL that mm-hmm. wouldn't want Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott if they true. if they didn't have to give right right if you didn't have to give up that top draft pick to get him you'd take him you'd take that level of talent um so that to what teams is that talent worth that investment And that there's a, this could, this is a debate that could go on for years. (laughs) We could be talking for hours and hours and hours and not come to a resolution. So,
1: so I wanted to make everyone aware on um, some upcoming shows Uh, on the NFL side of things. We're going to do who's in, who's out on the playoff push next week. And then we're also going to do top two teams in each division the week after that. The next two shows coming up for the draft side of the show is Top 10 College-Wide Receivers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Thanksgiving special edition of the show is going to be uh, Top 10 College Teams. So we're going to do our own Top 10, regardless of the AP or whatnot, and see if we can kind of predict maybe the bowl games. Um, Who's in, who's out. uh, Especially the playoffs
0: especially the college football play this yes. year has been really fun. It has yeah. been really fun, especially with all those big 10 teams um, at the top. You got three of them, you know, right there. And then, but they're all going to beat up on each other before the season's over. And so one of them has to rise to uh, rise to the top. And it has been a lot of fun to, uh, watching college football this year.
1: All right. We're going to get out of here and um, want you to definitely follow Keith on Twitter. Keith is at Myers NFL. I'm at Aldstead NFL. You can find the show at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. Profootballplaybook.co is the website. You can also find us on your favorite podcast apps. We're on iTunes now. Um, Megaphone FM is where the show is hosted. And uh, you can find us on our own YouTube channel. So uh, if you're, listening to it on uh, it and you're finding it out there and it's about the nfl it's going to be in the playbook thanks for listening to the pro football playbook podcast follow keith at myers nfl Bill is at altstead nfl the show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.